Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. I want nothing less than holiness. Not my will, but thine be done. Let our hearts become as one, Lord, I pray you see. When you look at me, nothing less than holiness. I want to be holy, holy like you. I want to be holy, holy like you. Holy Spirit, purify me. Cleanse and make me new. I want to be holy, holy like you. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be more like him. Every day he's changing me, making me what I should be. I want to be more like him. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to grow in the Lord, you have to, uh, one of the things to help you is music. And if it's not a good music, you have to change it. All the things that oppose God, they are facilitated by music. Music helps them to oppose God anything you can think about. So in God, Colossians 3.16, it says, we should let the word of God dwell richly in us, in all wisdom, singing and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The word grace means that you understand what you are singing. It shows on your face. Laban told, uh, Jacob told Laban, I have seen that your face has changed towards me. You know, he stayed in his house for 20 years, which was wrong. Married and stayed there for a long time. And now he had crisis. So he's singing with grace. Grace shows on your face. That is how bright Christianity is. So bright. The Lord asking, why has your face fallen? So there's no grace. A murderer cannot you know, be smiling. But when they were killing Stephen, dying Stephen, his face was shining. Hallelujah. So, grace must be seen in our singing. A lot of people sing, and what they are singing, their state opposite what they are singing. 
So I'm just trying to explain to you what it means to be singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The apostle put it there to show the manner in which we should sing unto the Lord. And so we will sing it again. I will sing it. I want nothing less than holiness. Not my will, but thine be done. Let our hearts become as one, Lord, I pray. You see, when you look at me, nothing less than holiness. I want nothing less. I want nothing less than holiness. Not my will, but thine be done. Let our hearts become as one, Lord, I pray. You see, when you look at me, nothing less than holiness. I want to be holy. I want to be holy. Holy like you. I want to be holy, holy like you, Holy Spirit purify me, cleanse and make me new, I want to be holy, holy like you, I want to be holy, I want to be holy, holy like you yes i do i wanna be holy holy like you holy spirit purify me cleanse and make me new i wanna be holy holy like you i want nothing less Oh, I want nothing less than holiness. Not my will, but thine be done. Let our hearts become as one, Lord, I pray. You see, when you look at me, nothing less than holiness oh yes i wanna be holy holy like you i wanna be holy i wanna be holy holy like you holy spirit purify me cleanse and make me new I wanna be holy, holy like you. I wanna be holy, I wanna be holy, holy like you. Yes, I do. I wanna be holy, holy like you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, purify me. Cleanse and make me new. 
I want to be holy, holy like you. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be more like him. Every day he's changing me, making me what I should be. I want to be more like him. I want to be holy. I want to be holy. Hey, holy life. I want to be holy, Lord. I want to be holy. Holy, holy like you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, purify me. Cleanse and make me new. I want to be holy. Holy like you. One more time, I want to be holy. I want to be holy, yes. Holy like you. I want to be holy, Lord. I want to be holy. Holy like you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, purify me. Cleanse and make me new. I want to be holy. Holy like you. Hallelujah. Isn't that a beautiful song? Amen. Never waste your time to sing to excite yourself. See that? It's not worship. It's not New Testament. There's no scripture that supports that. Just to jump and dance. You like dancing, but that's not what God is looking for. You want to talk to your spirit. That is why we sing. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that when we come to church, we can do justice to it. So one more time, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you so much for giving us grace. Grace that pardons and cleanses within. Grace that calls us to holiness. Grace that makes us holy like you. We embrace this high calling. And for this we say we want to know you. Teach us, Lord, to know you. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Beautiful. Can you sit down well like we're coming to listen to God's word? That's a good one. Praise God. Amen. And amen. Amen. Except I mean my voice represents 10 more people. And they are coming here through me. My voice represents 10 more people. And they are coming here through me. Amen. Well, we've been emphasizing the need to know God. And uh, I want to, I don't think there's anything like one time reading of these books that God has given us here. So I want to recommend to you that you go back and read prophetic experience that I may know him beyond visions and predictions. We are living in a dispensation where God wants you to know him personally. For yourself like we say you can't you can't outsource that nobody can do that for you he invites you to a personal relationship with him and uh, i want to encourage you own it and read it it will help you 
become interested in matters of divinity, in matters of God, that he, Bible says that you might become partakers of the divine nature. We are not just dealing with flesh and blood, you know, as far as our existence is concerned. It's not just about getting up every day, going somewhere, making things happen. No, life is too shallow that way. That is not how we are designed to live because we are made in the image of God, the genesis of God's word. And so we have to relate with God. We have to know God. And in that, we will be satisfied. And so you will help yourself to read this book for our midweek services as you compare spiritual things with spiritual. And it will be for your own good. Amen. So redeem some of your time from some things which are not necessary and may not really build up your spirit and make you who God wants you to be and concentrate on things that matter. So that is just that. You know it already, but I am reiterating it that you go back and then you read. Never get familiar with these things or else your eyes will not see what you ought to see. Well, we are back to knowing God. A very exciting subject. What else do we want to know? That I may know him. That is the height of what we have been called to be as believers. It was an apostle, an instructor, a father in Christ, a preacher who said that I may know him. Like the book says, the height in, in the chapters, one of the chapters, the height and essence of prophetic experience. So not only is it an exciting, interesting subject, but we actually must know God. It's my passion and my passion for every one of you that you will get to know God. Amen. You know God even more than you know the pastor or you know somebody else. And last week, though it's a vast subject, but it's also simple because God's goal is not to mesmerize us. You see that? He wants to get things straight down to us in plain language. And so we looked at the personality of God. God is a person. God in three persons. Blessed Trinity. It's a mystery. God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The word Trinity is nowhere in the Bible. There are some things, they are not in the Bible, but the concept is localized in it. It's in there. You can't see quiet time as a word, phrase in the scripture. But you see, for instance, you see Isaac going to the fields to meditate. So you see the discipline. You see Jesus a great while before the Mark chapter 1 verse 35. A solitary place he goes there to go pray. And Trinity is like that. It simply means three. But in unity. So three plus unity is equal to Trinity. That's what it means. And they are not it's not a figure of speech. 
it's not just words it's not they don't just exist as theological you know uh in a theological state they are real people in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god the word became flesh and god among us that's god he came and related with man in the person of jesus christ and the bible say anybody who say jesus has not come in the flesh in other words god has not come in the flesh is of the antichrist so in these last days you have to be very careful about what people say about jesus it's one of the sure ways to know people who are in error when it comes to the person of jesus christ but then we can't talk about Jesus without talking about God. I and my Father are one. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, God is also a person. We saw how he showed up in a very tight discourse with Job. And Job was found wanting. Because God asked him just a few questions and he could not answer. And by that we said that God is right in the center of his own message. If God is God then he must be in his own word. He is in his own word. The word is God. The word was God. And then we saw the importance of knowing God. And one word describes just that. Worship. That is the word. Why we have to know God? It's the knowledge of God that teaches us worship. Real worship. And uh, the strength of our worship reflects the strength of our knowledge of God. So in a church, while some people don't need ushers, they can be in church for one year. They don't need any usher to, to, to make them sit upright or do anything right. Some people, they need it every service. Can I tell you why? They don't know God. It's as simple as that. When God appeared to John, there was no usher. There was no worship leader. He just lied down. Revelation. When, when you saw Jesus and he was an apostle, he just lied down. And somebody too will be standing and, 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 be, and be watching to see that. So the importance of knowing God. I tell you, there is so much to teach our new converts. So much. And some of you even have to be retaught. Your bane is your familiarity. You think you know something, but you don't know anything. So much to teach people. If you want to do something for God, you want to work for God. So much to do to teach people about the knowledge of God. The assurance of salvation to help them to know God too. So that is something that stands out. There are many importance of knowing God, but the overarching thing is worship. It is our first-hand knowledge of God. That brings us into worship. Salvation is the beginning of worship. It's the elementary stages of worship. You have not ended yet. You see that? We are not all on the same degree of worship. Don't, don't deceive yourself. In the same way, it's not all, all music are not the same. Some are very powerful and melodious than others. Worship is like that. So when we gather like this, our worship, though we are all in a worship service, but the worship that ascends, they are in different sizes, in different heavily spiritual bites 
And it all is dependent on the knowledge of God. And it is our growing knowledge of God that keeps sanctifying our worship. Keeps sanctifying our worship. And worship, the whole worship desecrates with a poor knowledge of God. So a church that want to call itself a worshiping church, they want to say we are, we are, we, we are worshiping. They should take the knowledge of God seriously. It's not enough to have the choir. The choir is pointless if there is no knowledge of God. The music is pointless if there is no knowledge of God. A growing knowledge of God. And from knowing God, we get instructed. When you meet God and you are not instructed, you have not met God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine. Instruction in righteousness. God instructed Adam and Eve. He instructed Abraham. Even before, but he instructed Noah. See, God keeps on instructing people. Jesus said, come and learn of me. What is that? Instruction. I'm going to tell you something to do. And we got to know that the immediate thing about the person of God is his holiness. Now we have to say that because that is where the instruction is going to come from. See, last Sunday I was happy when during the worship we were told when the angels look at God, the first thing they say is not powerful. Rather they say what? What do they say? One more time. Holy. That is the first thing. It takes people too long to discover that God is holy. They are Christians, they are worship leaders, they are pastors. So where do you start knowing God from? The immediate thing about the person of God is his holiness. And then we looked at the book of Leviticus as a book devoted to the holiness of God. The whole book. Because that is who he is. In our daily strength reading, especially daily evening readings, we will get there. When you get there, read it. Enjoy, enjoy Leviticus. It's important. God is not boring you with, with needless details. You will see everything holy there. Fruits are holy. Places are holy. Crown is holy. Human beings are holy. Fabric and coats. Everything. Tight, holy. So, worshippers like David, he said, worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. It's something Levitical. It comes from that knowledge is gleaned from a system put in place by God for worship. We have to be very careful what we call worship. Very, very. Because you can waste your time and you have not worshipped. The thing is in the beauty of holiness, not in the beauty of lights. Not in the beauty of the latest machine. Whatever we do and we invent, God reserves the right to say, this is what I mean by worship. We can all wear linen dress from top to down with effort and whatever and come and sit here. And people be holding flags and, and waving it. 
You see, I want you to understand that. I'm not against those things, but let's face the truth. When somebody tells you, go and prepare me this food, or you order for a meal, and then the waiter brings something else. He said, did you hear me? I ordered for this, not this one. Say no, I want you to take this. I mean, you know that you are in a wrong restaurant. And uh, the church can be that way. When we take all the cladings down, okay? The claddings, uh, the protocols, God knows what worship is. Because church can be very, 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 very complicated these days. You don't know whether it is the president who's coming to give a speech. You see all the security guys here with something over there, you know, and black suit and what have you. And, and it's like, but God knows worship. Worship was in caves. You understand? Worship was in people's homes. Worship is what it is in the word of God. One thing you see about Abraham when you read Genesis is his constant bowing down. Forget about Isaac for now. He had a certain poster. Anytime he comes into the presence of God, he meets the three men that came to his house. He bows. He met Melchizedek. He and Isaac had the same culture. It's a worship thing. And so, biblical worship escapes all the complex things we put on it. That's not what makes worship worship. The worship leaders appear and say, I'm coming to lead worship. So I, I, am, I stand out from the people. I've worn a certain dress. doesn't make it worship. We have just dressed. God is looking more than that. For more than that. You see that? And that thing is holiness. There is not one thing. There was not one thing which was unholy throughout the Levitical system of worship. And it is from this sense of God's holiness that we are instructed. All the instructions come from there. If you miss it, you won't have the proper instruction as a Christian when it comes to worship and then your, your whole life. We said God is holy. It is written across the entire scriptures. Angels above know it. And we must know it below here. That's what we're doing right now. As for devils, they dread it in hell. They know something about the holiness of God. They screamed when they saw Jesus. And they said, you are the holy one of God. And that is the pedestal of God's power. God's power sits in God's holiness. Therein is the hiding of his power. The church that want to see the demonstration of God's power in their midst must take holiness seriously. Can, you can't joke with it. If you don't want to be reduced to mechanical things and call it power, how you scream in the mic and how you deafen people's ears with tongues. If, if it's, that is not what you want, but you want real power of God, that convincingness, it makes backsliders to fall on their faces. It heals and delivers without all the power push and the human efforts then we must take holiness seriously. You can't buy God. God cannot be bought. Cannot be compromised. His standards remain. And now comes the instruction. Because the knowledge of God is for our instruction. 
I've said it already. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for instruction. If God is making himself known so that we can know him, it is for our instruction. The same way his knowledge instructs angels in heaven, it must instruct man on earth. Angels are the way they are because they know something about God. Think about it. Their orientation as angelic hosts is the knowledge of God. When they see God, they know what to do. They run swiftly. No angel is slow in heaven. When God gives them a word, they deliver it just as it is. And among their knowledge of God is the outstanding knowledge that he is holy. Among, for instance, the angel that came to Mary knew that for with God, how many things are impossible? What? No. Luke 137, for with God, how many things are impossible? If, if you say all, it means all things are impossible. Listen to the question well. For with God, how many things are impossible? The answer is not all. You see, you know quotation, so you just give it anyhow. Listen to the question very well. With God, nothing is what? Where did he get it from? He knew it. From God. He was there. The angels were there when Abraham had a child. They were there when Hannah had a child. And now it's your turn. What are you talking about, Mary? We know this God. Anything he wants to do, he does it. But then the outstanding knowledge, as far as angels are concerned, is the holiness of God. God says he's holy. And we must know that as well. It is becoming obscure in God's own church that he is holy. It is becoming a, a hidden knowledge. But it is no secret. It is like the sun. How can you, how can you get walked out and not see the sun? You have to be lying to us. In the Bible, holiness is the sun that we see. Not faith. Not prosperity. Not marriage. That one, it doesn't, it's not even a star. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When you, you step out on the landscape of scripture and you lift up your eyes, the obvious thing you see, the sun of righteousness, the holiness of God shines on everything. The prophets are called the holy prophets. The apostles are called the holy apostles. Jerusalem, the heavenly city, is called the holy city. The spirit of God, holy spirit. That holy thing which shall be born of thee, referring to Jesus. Of course, the father is holy. Everything is holy. And, and, and then he says, you are also holy. You come late, but you are holy. This is a, we are, we a holy family. Once you step in, holy. And so we must know that. What is then the instruction? From knowing that God is holy, what is the instruction? This is the remarkable thing about God. So, instruction from knowing. If you really know God, it's not about slaying people in the spirit. You say, I know God. Okay, I'm going to prove it to you. Can you get up? Can you get up? Can you get up? Four. No. You don't know God. You know how to do karate. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because that's what people do. So I'm going to show you that we know God. 
Simon the sorcerer can easily do that. Okay, I'm going to show you that, that, I, that, that I know God. I'm going to show you. I'm going to turn this one into bread. Jesus told the devil that I know God. That is why I will not do it. But you are doing it to prove that you know God. The magicians in Pharaoh's court, they can easily do that. We don't look for God in signs and wonders. We look for God in holiness. And if the signs and wonders are not coming from there, be warned. Be careful. Don't be so desperate. So what is the instruction then? Be holy. That's the instruction. Be holy. Don't be filthy. Be holy. Leviticus 11. In place of Leviticus, you can easily say holiness. 11. For everything is that. Just like you can say Genesis is beginning. Leviticus chapter 11, the verse number 44. For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. Instruction from knowing God. For I am holy. That is the instruction. Okay, I'm going to show you that, that I know God. And then you do something, and then somebody, something happened. That's not it. This is it. Ye shall be holy. I am the Lord your God. How privileged Israel was. They knew God like no other nation. That is the relevance of the nation Israel. What, what, is, what is different about them is not their race per se. No. But the knowledge of God that was bequeathed to them. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So God chose them and revealed himself to them. And it was a plan for God's entrance into the whole world. So that we will know him like the new God. But unfortunately, it wasn't working. And so this is it. Ye shall be holy for I'm holy. God is instructing us from knowing him. You know me. This is it. I am holy. Be holy. Verse 45. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy. For I am holy. There it is. Chapter 19 verse 2. Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Come on, say the word holy. 20 verse 7. Sanctify yourself therefore and be ye holy. For I am the Lord your God. Instructions from knowing God. Second Corinthians 7 verse 1. 2 Corinthians 7 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, he's talking to us. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Perfecting what? Perfecting what? In the fear. So we are instructed everywhere to be holy. Now, listen. We are not instructed everywhere to be rich in this book of God. But everywhere we are instructed to be holy. Because sometimes we swap subjects from January to December. Be rich, be rich, be rich, be rich. And God is saying, what is this? Everything is money. In fact, we are cautioned rather against riches. 
but there is not one warning against holiness in the Bible. If you like, challenge me. If you say you have the Holy Ghost, Paul had the Holy Ghost. What did he say? He says, the love of man is the root of all you. Which some have been converted after. They have pierced themselves with many sorrows. Jesus said, lay not up for yourself treasures on earth where moth or rust destroy. So, whilst we are cautioned against riches, there is not one against holiness. If we get preachers who begin to rise like mighty trees on the church landscape and begin to make a big deal of subjects that God make a big deal of, then his church will be the church. Laodicean church, they were super rich, but they were super filthy. And God says, I'm going to spew you out from my mouth. Filthy rich, filthy, unclean, going to hell. Am I saying you should settle for mediocrity? No, that you don't know who a Christian is. A Christian should have the finest of ambitions and the highest of them. Let your light so shine before me. And by the way, there's no money stop. It's talking about the quality of your life that makes God's creation to smile. But then, the greatest subject or matter remains what it is. I'm saying we are not questioning once against it. We are not instructed to marry. As if failure to marry, you know, it will send you to hell. No, it's in the Bible. We are, it's not, you know, I'm the Lord that is married. Be ye married. Is that what he said? Was Paul married? Come on. Was Paul married? Don't be afraid. That doesn't mean you will not marry. I'm just trying to show you what is important. Was Paul married? Was Paul holy? Okay. You just preach to yourself. January, marriage. February, marriage. March, marriage. What is the matter with you? So we are not instructed anywhere to be unholy as such. We don't know God. Therefore, it is too late to defend unholiness in the people of God. Both under the law and much more under grace. It remains be holy. Both under the law. In fact, that is the reason why we could not keep the law. But grace made it possible. So the law of God and the grace of God, they all shout like a trumpet, be holy. God's law and God's grace. To move from God's law into God's grace and now you begin to live unholy, you don't understand what you are dealing with. Titus 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings us salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, the grace of God, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And then Paul told Titus, he said, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. He did not give him any Sabbath on demonology. And then he said, you know, do this thing with authority. Because when it comes to those subjects, then you see people with all authority and vim and energy say, forget. This one, 
Make sure you are very alert when you are preaching this one. Make sure you are very, very, very energetic. Make sure you don't let anybody wrestle this secret subject from your hands. Now, be holy. Say after me, be holy. What is the instruction from knowing God? Don't be afraid now. What is the instruction from knowing God? What is the importance of knowing God in a way? What is the importance of knowing God? What did you say? Worship. What's the importance of knowing God? Worship. Amen? What is the striking thing about God? Holiness. And what is the instruction from knowing God then? Who is holy? Be holy. That's all. So what does it mean? You know, some things we take for granted. But we have to look at it very well. Be holy. What does it mean? Number one. It means to be like God in nature. In a spiritual and moral sense. To be like God in nature. In a spiritual and moral sense. To be spiritually pure like God. Satan is spiritual. But... He's not pure. To be like God in nature, in a spiritual and moral sense, to be morally untainted, that is Christianity. Remember, he said, I am holy, and that is his nature. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter 1, verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine what? Louder, louder. Partakers of what? You know, this is how people explain this. It's not there. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. How they transport, it's like playing a the music. Then the transposition goes to some wrong key. I'm a partaker of it. But what do you mean? I can't have headache. Excuse me. There is a wee smoker who doesn't have headache. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm a partaker of the divine nature. What does it mean? I shall be first in my class. God is not in any class. Read your Bible well and don't do all this spinning. It's an embarrassment and dishonesty. You have not changed the scripture still. First Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Second Peter 1, 4. Look at the contest. According as his divine power. Now, verse 3. Where, whereby are given unto us. Now, let's start even from verse 3. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. The godliness of Titus chapter 2. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Virtue. Moral excellence. Last year. Sorry. Moral fortitude. What kind of spirit do you have? That everything, then you fall. Right? Every week, you say you are the main, you are the worship leader. By every week, you have committed immorality before you come to worship. What kind of spirit is that? Read your Bible. Thank God the Bible is there. 
I said, thank God the Bible is there. Deception is in trouble because I have my Bible. Praise God. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. For, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Be ye holy for I am holy. That's how we explain the Bible. Don't go off tangent. Partakers of the divine nature, it means I have a car. Or I should have a car. Where in the world did you get to that place? Wake up. Divine nature. I am holy. You know, Abraham, these our patriarchs, that is why we can't look up to them. They live amazing lives. <laughs> when I say amazing lives, their, 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 their moral lives were very, very, very tainted. No, none of them can be a model. Look at Abraham. First son, Ishmael, with Hagar. Isaac too. He ended up having children with all the, the, the maid of his wife. Jacob, the same thing. The 12 sons of Jacob, only two, I think, came from Rebecca. Then about some few came from Leah. The rest were mates like Dan and other people. They, they, they cannot be our models. So what's the divine nature then? Look at Genesis. Don't open, but 17 verse, verse, verse 1. God looked at Abraham and said, my friend, enough of this. In fact, the Bible says he even had concubines. Abraham. So God said, come. He called him for a meeting. He said, you know what? Walk thou before me and be perfect. The imperfection is too much. The way you are moving about is not me. You are just like the Canaanites. So sit up. And God is telling us that this is who he is. He's holy. And we should be holy like him. We have read Titus 2, 11 and 12. It's a straightforward teaching of grace. Grace has no twist and turns. Listen to me. There are people who want to, when they meet, I don't know what the word grace has done to them. When they see, they begin to bend it. But grace is like a child in cartoon. They can't help it. They have to do something. Say something about it to take it off course. But grace has got no twist and turns. The arrow of God's grace points from sin to holiness. No bending. Hey, you are here. This is where you are going. And no preacher should come up with notes to compromise that. It's unfortunate. One time I was speaking with somebody. And the person told me, the reason why I could do this is because I was listening to this preacher. How are you a preacher? Even know what the Bible says, a preacher of righteousness. When the message makes room for sin, you are not sitting under grace. You are sitting under something else. And you should run for your life. The grace of God is not handing down license for everybody to do what they like. That is ignorance and emptiness of God's grace. The grace of God will pardon and cleanse without and within. That's grace. The testimony of a grace-filled life is a holy life. A grace-filled life is a what? You know, we use terms glibly. He has grace who 
normally when we see somebody against we are talking about games of the spirit oh oh grace if paul says oh grace this is what he's talking about first thessalonians chapter 4 first thessalonians 4 furthermore then we beseech you brethren and exhort you by the lord jesus that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk instructions from knowing god and to please god church is a place you come and we tell you how you ought to walk so you would abound more and more for you know what commandments we gave you by the lord jesus for this is the will of god even your sanctification another word for holiness then he gives an example of that that you should abstain from fornication mind you i said to be holy means to be like god in nature in a spiritual and moral sense and so he says as far as moral sense is concerned you should abstain from fornication it is not normal christianity that once in a while then you commit fornication it's not normal it is strange it's foreign to the bible I don't care who you are it, it shouldn't be it's not christian paul said to the ephesian church it should not be once named among you and all these our uh, young people you say we, we are in relationship and before you know what you have slept together it's not christian it can't be done it's wrong you kiss each other it's wrong it's unclean how how could you kiss and still be be yourself and, and don't try to now be bringing argument you know in my mind you know what is in my mind if god looks on the on the heart and we are as for us we are watching on the outside no matter what you do we are watching the outside if your car is not nice it is not nice simple that is, we don't see the engine we see the outside that's all you better go and get a new car let me tell you that you have i have v it's a v6 but the car is not nice you understand yeah get up from it morally untainted even in your dream you are untainted because we're talking about the nature of god may we be that holy in the name of jesus christ so watch what you think about before you go to bed verse seven now look at verse five not in the last of concupiscence it's a big word it actually means sexual escapades you know just misbehaving reveling wild parties and more swore eh? yeah drinking wild parties pictures be but now, question that at them where the two wild meetings be our so may family members yo the drama more atmosphere. If you see me there in something like that, wouldn't you be surprised? You see me in a picture with a real gig, waist to waist with somebody. The demesa me catch you on the say, now me free my sad life, no. Amen. Yeah. Look, if you have any uh, translation, just give it to us so that we can move away from the concupiscence. Any, any, any 
And when you read the Bible, you don't understand certain words. Don't continue. Find the dictionary and look at it. You understand? So that's it. This year, now, not to be used in the passion of lust, like the heathen, who are ignorant of the true God. See, they don't know God. So, their instruction is wrong. And have no knowledge of it. But this is the will of God. Even your sanctification. Praise God. Yes. Sanctification. So you can't, you can't even, I mean, some people, they are there. They, 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 they say you are married. They say, I don't care. And they are in church. If you look on to spoil somebody's marriage in the same church while their wife is around, you are. <laughs> I don't know the kind of Jezebel you are. You are Jezebel's grandmother. Yes. You are there quietly in the church. And you are removing the, the ground on which somebody's marriage stands. See, if Paul was here, this is how he would speak. These guys did not just come in church doing magic all the time. When any, any moment they come to the pulpit, blind eyes open, they talk. They are not magicians, my friend. They spoke real like I'm talking. And I want to speak to some ladies. Are you here? And if you are married too, stay in your marriage. Praise God. This is Christianity. And we are just there. You want heavy, heavy stuff for nothing. Miracle, science. This Christianity, which is not challenging anything and changing anything, transformational Christianity. It's lacking. We are running shifts with fetish people and because what they do, we also do. That's all. So mind it. This year, we are following that instruction until we carry that influence everywhere. By us through the open door set before us. Can you say amen? Be holy. Bring holiness to your home. Bring holiness to your workplace. Fellow workers, behave well. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't let me come to your workplace. I see you. You are not married. You are a lady. Nobody in the south is listening what they will call. by mistake. Or do you say, yes, I'm quiet. I'm So for preaching, better not preaching. And when I'm preaching, that is what I'm talking about. And your faith is on Christian. Or say a woman, or say it is good for a man not to touch a woman. I don't care what you are doing. You can talk about mission, evangelism, soul winning, whatever. If you are not speaking holiness, you are not hitting the heart of apostolic Christianity. That's what gives it glory and gives it power and draw the line between the faith and something else. That's it. Israel always got into trouble because they crossed that line. 
that's what god had his eyes on you are different and that brings me to the second meaning of holiness it it means con in contrast to another in contrast to another number one is to be like god in nature because holiness starts from there it, it, it has a it has a god source and a god life it's not just something you are doing by yourself i don't do this I, that, that, is, that is legalism that is pharisaic but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about something that flows from god you know god i am the lord your god that brought you out of egypt be ye holy as i am holy and peter quoted exactly that in his epistle as obedient children not fastening yourself according to the former last in your ignorance but as he which has called you is holy so be ye holy in all manner of conversation where the word conversation means your life all your life so i have the right to say that keep off let the guys keep their hands off your waist you are you you are a child of god and you are going to be somebody's wife in the future keep the lines clear and again don't tell me i don't don't, don't say that you know like i told you say uh, you, you don't know the engine in my car my friend we see the car amen don't make this gospel difficult for people to be attracted to by the way you live don't do it so holy means in contrast to another listen the same is not holy holy is in contrast the same is not holy so that immediately makes for instance same-sex marriage it makes it unholy the same is unholy it is in contrast holiness is what is in contrast and in the world black black and black is not holy black and white yes there's a difference that's what i mean lesbianism is unholy homosexuality is unholy the same different is what is holy so when god insists on holiness he insists on contrast contrast let me show you a typical contrast first peter chapter 1 verse 14 say contrast say it with strength contrast first peter chapter 1 verse 14 as obedient children so it's like literally children begotten by a parent whose name is obedient how come you have a different surname? As obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former last in your ignorance. Contrast. Say in an hour Gospel message that is not followed by delving into the apostolic messages. It takes people nowhere. Bring back what they say. This is Peter. He's anointed. Your anointing does not teach contrast. Huh? As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves. The best way to understand fashion is how we dress. Even though it's deeper than that. Fashioning yourself. According to former. Did you have a girlfriend you can't have, you can't have now? What do you mean by you can't have? You can't have. Don't you brother? Christosumal person 
Bible Ben Aokai. So for Ben, encourage you all, Sadiyan. We fall on our faces before the scriptures. Bible study is worship, or else we are not studying anything. Bow down. I am wrong. You are right. Something former is still hanging with me. God be merciful unto me. That is Christianity. Akoshiro Fatu. Former last in your ignorance. And Tadifino, stop wearing it. And you know it. You see, the level of Christianity, okay, it, it matters. The depths. Who can prove about Solomon? Or since somebody is wearing a, 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 an attire of a harlot. I mean, the guy what he was talking about. Are you now a child of God? Fatu baby. Don't be wearing those things. Don't, don't dress like Mary on Sunday and then you are dressed like Jezebel on, on Friday night. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Why are you preaching like this? That is what is in the Bible. No fast contrast, contrast, contrast. It just said opposite. If you know God, that's what shows. The concept of contrast is right from the Old Testament to the New Testament. God Himself stands in contrast to other gods. I mean, now He's in contrast to other gods because some people say they are gods. Exodus fifteen eleven. Exodus chapter fifteen, verse eleven. Who is like unto thee, O Lord? Among the gods, who is like unto thee? What is he saying? Contrast. Who is different? That is holiness. So when we come to your workplace, you are different. Oh, but but they say they are also Christians. That is that's up to them. These days, everybody is a Christian. Different. Was Daniel different when he was working in the president as a presidential staffer? Was he different? Yes. Was Esther different? Yes, she was. Different from Vasti. Was Joseph different? Oh, yes. Are you different? This year, you are different. That's all. And you can see a fifi man. You know, you have the papers. Why the card? Why the card? Why the you Christian? I the card. Set. Just your fifth you woman and your woman is No! You are simple. Convert that testimony. We are losing it to our shame as a church. Tongue talking. But no contrast. No contrast. Prophet with girlfriend. Where's your contrast? Hmm? Contrast. I have met bad boys who, who, who stayed away from church because they knew the bad boys who were on stage. Look at it. Holiness is contrast. As I said, so clear. As student, or you different from science student. That's what we're talking about. First Peter 2 9. First Peter 2 9. There is no way to teach this thing than the way I'm teaching it. We don't need Greek words to explain this one. That is kind of running away from what is there. We want to appeal to certain Greek words and Hebrew words. At the end of the day, no be a funny word. 
First Peter 2 9. When you have Bible, Dagati Bible, French Bible, Dutch Bible, Obetiasia. The Christian in a village, what does he know about Greek? And yet, when people got born again, they got born again. The Corinthians, they got born again. And Paul said, Such were some of you. Contrast. He said, One sister. But you want to tell people who have not changed that Greek justifies you. The Greek word, it means that even though there's no contrast, but when I'm catching, I say, We are correct. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. What does that mean? Contrasted nation. We are different. A peculiar people. And this one thing that's gonna do that don't have headache. Don't 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 run away from the main thing. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness. It is marvelous. As for the apostles, when they picked their pen, they really ran away from their salvation and the holiness it has brought. It was inescapable. And in these days of reading the Bible upside down, you have to be very careful. This scripture is actually from Exodus 19.6. See? They were quoting just like that. Exodus 19.6. Exodus 19.6. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And one of Peter kind. So why can't we say the same thing and explain it the way I'm explaining it? And a holy nation, these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. You are not like Egypt. You are not like where Jezebel came from, Christian ladies. You are not like them. You are not like the worshippers of Baal. You are different. Praise God. Lift your hands and say, I am different. That is your first evangelism. Without trying to push any, uh, press any buttons, to, you know, your, your life has spoken and then you can speak. Now, finally, invincibility by knowing God. What do I mean? Invincible means cannot be defeated. Invincibility. If we can raise a church that the congregants, they know God, it will remove a lot of dependency syndrome across the church. Yes, we can pray for one another and bear one another's body, but this kind of scarecrow, invincibility, not, not visibility, invisibility, no, invincible. I-N-V-I-N-C-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y. Daniel 11, 32. Daniel 11, verse 32. And this is the, this is the goal of the New Testament. See, you don't want to write it. Not you know, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. But the people, that do know their God shall be strong and well first. Now, this is a scripture that is speaking about the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to use both brutality and subtlety. So, 
That's it. When a guy is strong, may you be that strong. No more forget we know God this is fire fire and so what I said we know God this year you will meet fire and water and you shall declare I know God you will meet lion and the bear and you will say I know God Thank God for David who has come and gone. But you will testify that thy servant slayed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine, this disease, this challenge, this threatening woman, the woman who is trying to threaten me, this dream I have seen, this news that they have sent to me, this thing shall be like the lion and the bear that I have slain. That is the language of people who know God. Those who know God, they speak strength. Me, my passion is not for science and wonders to be happening. I said, well, now yet science and wonders champion. I'm an apostle of God. The science of an apostle are science and wonders, and I can tell you science and wonders and past, present, and more to come. Oh, yes. By the time we would have finished with our race, the book of us will be there and breathing solid like this one because we walk with God, we walk in the anointing, we were apostles of God, but that is not the ultimate. What about the people who are listening to us? What, what show that you build the church? What show that you disciple people? What show that you raise people? They are fear, victims of fear. Their knees are knocking together. They can't rise up and challenge the devil on their own. But it's a failed work. They know nothing about God. Any small thing they are looking for the pastor. Any small thing they are running. It is in the book Prophetic Experience. Prophetic uh, prophetic dependency syndrome. But the people that do know their God. You stand in your marriage and you say in the name of Jesus. That is why I was taught in the church. To know God and to do business in my own marriage. You understand? You stand up in the heat of a battle. And you say that is why I was taught. I know God and now I pick me the sword of the spirit and I engage the adversary in my open door that is the work of a pastor and I'm not ashamed of these things I'm ready to embarrass people and send them away. Jesus did it. I don't care for anything. I'm not looking for applause. There's nothing I've said yet that is going on revision. Nothing is changing. Sovereignty unchanged. Me too unchanged. Sovereignty unchallenged. Me too unchallenged. No revision, no reduction. He said that I may say. And that people will stand solid. David was 17 years old. How old are you? You can't stand the devil. You are ashamed. You are ashamed. Some of them occupy our pulpits. Fear-stricken people. 
how can you build faith in God's people I tell you I know God I know God by his grace and I fear no one what about carrying titles who cares the thing is for everybody to know but I may know him and the power of his resurrection Paul the apostle he said I know whom I believe you lay hands on yourself you lay hands on the sick you you cast out devils we don't have any special people who are into that devils cast devils casters what do you mean in my name they shall cast out devils do you have the name come on i'm asking do you have the name Anything the apostles were, that is how Christians should be. They were the closest to Jesus that we might be like that. Silver and gold have I now. Such as I have, give by thee. In the name of Jesus. You have something. Oh, baby. Invincibility from knowing God. Signs of the Antichrist. There's no way. Peter. See your money perish with you. I perceive you are in a, a girl of bitterness and full of wickedness. You can't flatter me. And to your wickedness, oh boy. Why do the heathen rage? Why does software rage? Make dear in one hour. Now boom say yes. Because I know the God I'm serving. This year, you will put God on display. Yes. You will manifest God. I say you will do what? We didn't go forward by who they have gotten testimonies through you. Who didn't sat to on so bonfire. It happens through you. This year. Thank God for this year. And then you back when you open door, see me in now. was unto me. Okay, me no. Okay, me no. Oh, yes. You win souls. Harden sinners. Don't want good boys. Tough guys. So that the devil will know that, yes. The hard boys and girls, hard sinners. Like Paul. They are the ones. I am going for invincibility by knowing God. Hallelujah. Be on your feet. See, when you listen to a message like this, you, you don't suddenly become invincible. You have to keep on knowing God. Then shall we know if we follow on to you. Find him. It doesn't mean God is lost. I mean, we're looking for him. Lord, I want to know you more. Who say, Ujidi Basro? And you may be a Wintimi attack and Ultimate You make a criminal boo a movie. Suddenly, you'll be giant. It will be a sign. But some book, you can crave now, I say, you know, strength. First, my worries, I said, no, don't worry.
I just say we're becoming invincible. We'll soon die back one. Just say, we life with nothing. But this time, see that you are laughing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Okay. God designed Christianity in such a way that if you were the only Christian, you will still survive, thrive, win, and conquer in this world. If you were the only one, forget about any big name you have heard. Forget about me. If you were the only, then it's because you know you will be in charge until they will say, what manner of man is this? This year, what manner of women and men are these? Lift your hands to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, let me know you more. Let me know you more. The fear, it will leave you. The worry and anxiety. Huh? You are young. You are getting, you are getting BP at this level. What do you hear then? You are having heart palpitation at this level. Heart palpitation. And you have not seen Satan's face yet. Just small signs you saw. Your heart is beating. Can't you rise up like a David and say this uncircumcised Philistine? Can't you rise up like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Become invincible this year. Come on. Become invincible this year. Become invincible. Invincible. Because You are going to know God this year. Pastor Meti said, No. Now you are going to shut the mouth of lions. Pastor Mesut Diana said, Because you know God. The devil will know your address that we don't bring nonsense to that place. Your, your house is not a refuse dump because you know God. Sicknesses will leave you alone. Oppression will leave you alone. Depression will find its own level. Failure. Oh, it will run away from you. Because you know God. Become invincible. Become invincible. Become invincible. Don't become a wimp. Don't become weak. Don't let the devil threaten you, threaten you out of your possession. And your man, your media, chow, cry, not be someone who now will pay piety. No, 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 no. He's removing you from what is rightfully yours. Not this year, because you are imagined as somebody who knows God, and you are strong, and you are doing this voice. Oh yes, you are strong, strong. I'm not weak. I'm not weak. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I am able. I can do. I am able. I can do. I know God. I know God. I know God. I know the God of the armies of Israel. I know God. I know God. I know whom I believe and I'm persuaded that he is able. I know God. This year you must know God. You must know God this year. And by that you, mu you must put the devil where he belongs. You have to know God. You have to know God. Get to know him. Get to know him. Get to know him. Get to know him. Satan will run away from you. Get to know him. Get to know him. You will conquer temptations and trials. Get to know him. 
get to know him get to know him our god is real our god is mighty our god is able with him nothing is impossible get to know god get to know god that is the agenda of the new testament that we will know god that is the agenda of the new covenant that we will know god the blood of jesus has made a way for you to know god a new and a living way for you to know god the holy spirit has come to indwell in you that you will know god you have an unction from the holy one and that you will know god this is the moment this is the hour thank god for your pastor but you have to know god thank god for the messengers of god but you have to know god arise and know him arise and know him arise and know him arise and know him arise and let everything know that you know god let goliath know that you know god let pharaoh know that you know god because moses knew god he went to egypt and said i am that i am has sent me it is time to declare to every pharaoh that you know the name of god it's time to declare to every opposition that you know the god that you are serving and that he is able to subdue all things under your feet it's time it's time it's time it's time let us know god it is your advantage it is your advantage it is your opportunity don't sit as a victim don't sit in depression don't sit in pain don't sit in agony arise and know god arise and know god arise and know god and until victory become your meal victory become your food victory become your, your the air that you breathe in the mighty name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we pray can you say amen hallelujah lift your hands to the lord and say after me this year when you count those who know the lord count me this year i know god this year i am invincible this year i am instructed this year I am a worshiper this year i am holy this year i'm an overcomer i am invincible nothing can overcome me i am strong no flattery and no wickedness of the enemy of the antichrist shall overcome me i am invincible in the name of jesus in the daytime i am invincible in the night time i am invincible in heaven on earth under the earth i am invincible in the midst of devils i am invincible nay nay in all these things i i am more than a conqueror through him that loves me in the name of jesus in the name of jesus i'm a walking wonder i'm a walking testimony i'm a walking sign throughout the whole year because i know god in the name of jesus amen and amen say amen if you believe it say amen if you believe it so shall it be in jesus mighty name 
in Jesus mighty name hallelujah this year I know God do you know God this year oh yes we are going to enjoy this year it will be our best year amen the year of the shepherd's sound the Lord is man shepherd unto me is set before me an open door it's a me year me year nobody knows God for me I know God for myself and I deal with every devil myself and I'll only invite the brethren to come and see how I've dealt with him praise God when David killed Goliath then all the rest they say ah because the big man is, is gone. But it's what we are going to do this year. We are going to slaughter giants this year. You will bring giants down this year. Some of you, the giants were people, things that were threatening your life, but you will bring them down this year. Some of you, it were family giants, but you single-handedly, you will bring that giants down. I say you bring that giants down. In your house, in your house, in your house, you will bring that devil down. You will. Hallelujah. Just know God. Praise God. When you come to a situation and then it looks difficult for you, you are not seeing top, redraw, retreat, come and top up with the knowledge of God and go back and deal with it and move on. Praise God. The Lord which bless you may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, The future belongs to us, we believe.